What is up, everybody? We are heading to Austria to the Red Bull ring. Mercedes is feeling good about themselves. Lewis Hamilton thinks that they're close to winning races. Bro, less than a week away. I So I don't think they're close, but I will say they're not far, if that makes sense. I still think... Um, we can get into that in a bit, but less than a week away. I'm excited. You know, we're going to be in the air during the race, which absolutely sucks. Uh, yeah, we'll we're, we're get- en route to, to Las Vegas to do some early uh, tests on the new track. Yeah, for sure. Um, are you on Sunday? Are we Are we in the air at that time? No, I'm on the yeah. air at that time, right? I, I think I should be all right. Yeah, you're all right. I'm not. But anyways, um, back to what we we're saying is, you know… It's an exciting time in F1. Mercedes is back. The world feels better when Mercedes is Bro, back. Bro, you're the saying they're back? In terms of they're competitive again. I'm not saying they're going to win. Oh, you were you were saying they weren't back. The, I See mean, how you switch up? They're back in terms of their pace is showing they're there. I still don't think they're going to win. Being back and winning is a totally different story. Yeah, right? it is nice to have three constructors battling. Yeah, like they're in the battle, right? And... the and also, too, I haven't switched up. This circuit, I expect them to be in battle. This circuit is similar to Silverstone. It's a racetrack. It's not going to be bumpy, right or wrong. But they looked really bad on this track last year. But their car's very good in low sp- uh, in corners now. Last week proved their car's good in corners, right? Anyways, mm-hmm. right or wrong, this circuit favors their car this year where it's not a bumpy track. There's high sp- There's some high speed. Right or wrong, yes or no? Yeah, you're right, man. Okay. So let's rewind anyways. Okay. Excited for Mercedes. There's going to be a great good race. We're going to miss some we're going to miss part of the race because we'll be in the air, but obviously the big news, Lewis thinks they'll be competitive very soon, which I think they will be. I just don't think they can still win this constructors championship. And like I said, I still got to see them on the street, street circuit. I got to see them where there's bumps in the road before I say they're fully on par with Ferrari and Red Bull, but Red Bull's still a class ahead. And I don't know if you still feel that way, but that's how I really feel. I feel Red Bull's still ahead of Ferrari and Mercedes. There's and even no Lewis, one close to Red Bull when it comes to pace. So even when you look at Lewis's comments, he says we match Ferrari's pace. He never much once mentioned Red Bull. So I think that… Because Red Bull is just too fast. I think Red Bull is too fast. So let me ask you this. Do you give… Is Charles Leclerc the Max Verstappen of last year? Because he's competing with Max in a lesser car? Is Charles Leclerc that good? Not I'm not saying he's as good as Max Verstappen, but is he that good where he's taking, you know, a, a, a decent contending car, but still beating the best car in the pack at, at times? No, he's not as he's not what Max was last year. I'm not saying he's what Max was, but he is taking a not the second best car and making well, it beat the, the best car. The thing is, like Charles is great. We know he's got championship DNA, but the reality is. It takes a team to win, and right now, they're not winning. Hey, listen. Charles has won some races. Carlos. Exactly. Okay. Charles, is a, he's got championship DNA, but he does. He, they're not winning because together as a team, they're failing. Yeah, I mean, Ferrari's a whole different conversation. We obviously talked about the race, how they had a pot is Ferrari failing Charles, and I don't think Ferrari made a bad call. Carlos just went rogue. And you know what? I'm I'm happy that Charles is like trying to. I don't like how Ferrari tries to cage their drivers. I don't care. Like, don't cage your drivers. But if that's their conduct and you agree to that, when you sign the dotted line, Charles wants to win, bro. 
and he feels some type of way, he should be able to express himself. But to have your boss like giving you the freaking finger wag. Now, the finger wag is a little different. But if it's a code of conduct of Ferrari and you signed a contract, don't you feel that he should uphold that? If that is the case. I agree with that. But I think that the way that I have seen Ferrari deal with it almost comes across as they're like condescending. They like treat them as kids. Charles yeah, ain't a kid, bro. He's an adult. The finger wag definitely is not it. But we won't get into that too much. What I do want to talk about is, um, are you a fan of the Red Bull ring? We know you're not a Red Bull fan, but are you a fan of the track? So I have it up in front of me right now. It looks very... Like you've got the... You've got really one, two, three, four. Four straights. It's a fast track. It's very it's fun fast. to drive on. It's fun to and drive it, on, right? It looks wide as well. And to be honest with you, because you said street circuits, there's no street circuits for a while. The next street circuit's Singapore, bro. We got Hungary, Belgium, Netherlands, Italy. Yeah, that's true. But what about after? Then there's a couple street circuits, right? No, we got Japan, US, Mexico, Brazil, Abu Dhabi. There's oh, one shit, more street so circuit. Damn, okay. Well, street circuit or not, bumpy circuits. Right or wrong? You're right. But anyways, we will talk about that after. I am wrong on that. There actually are no more street circuits other than that. I will say that my concern with Mercedes is, you know, they brought these big upgrades. How much have they gone into their cap? This is what right? I said last pod. So I, I said like, that they're, they got to be close to the cap because I feel like they've spent a lot of money already. Well, well I, well, I don't think so. I'm concerned because I don't know how much this stuff costs, if that makes sense. Like, here's the thing, right? We don't have any data on this. And like I said to you on the last part too, I don't think they spend that much up until now, right? Up until now, I think they spent a lot. Before, I don't think they spent that much. There's been so, rumors that teams are struggling to stay within the cap, but there's been no rumors that Mercedes has. It just makes me also question the integrity of the sport because... How has Mercedes not even talked about this? Because I think they just started making developments to their car, like we discussed last time we talked about this. This shit is all manipulated. I don't think it can be manipulated, man. Like Red Bull, but also on the same flip, like I'm not gonna say it's manipulated, but Red Bull says they have no concerns about the cost cap. Well, I won't yeah, say that. But then you got teams like McLaren that say they've almost exceeded the cost cap. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Maybe where they are. At I'm the telling year. you, bro. This sh- this is very. I I don't know. If maybe it's all complete speculation, but I think there's something fishy going on. So speaking of the Bulls, speaking of the Bulls, they have kept Jury Vips in the Young Driver program. How do you feel about this, bro? Red Bull pretends like they stand for something, but as we know, people don't talk about it. Brushed under the rug. Max Verstappen has had his instance and it kind of just got forgotten about. I also think too, like they didn't issue a statement about Lewis where most teams did. How exactly. They stand like I, it's when I look at Red Bull as a brand, I think it's an extremely fun, engaging brand, but then their formula one team. I don't know if it's because it's the Christian Horner mentality, but I just can't be a fan of it. Yeah, I don't want to speak on Christian Horner or Marco Helmet because you know that's defamation. But man, I'm really I'm looking at you guys different because there's no Lewis comments. 
Like nobody's supporting Lewis on like there's no social. Even if it's a PR move, right? If it's a PR move, I don't care. I still want to see it. You guys are the only ones that didn't do it. I, I'm pretty sure, I, or one of the, at least the one that sticks out to me. But those you guys, guys are always those guys are always quick to talk negatively about Lewis as a racing driver too. Like I honestly, I, I'm not a bit, I'm not a fan. And I, I know, know you're not a fan. They, I think they get. I don't think they talk negatively as Lewis as a racing driver. Like his skills, it's more of like his demeanor. But you hear Marco Hellman and Christian a Christian Horner say. Lewis is not is still the same driver he was last year. It's not that he sucks. Like they have given him his flowers, but they 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 call them like his weeks his moves weak when it like they just comment on stuff when it's unnecessary. Like when no the different than when see. the whole thing happened at Silverstone. I still to this day like the way that Christian Horner talked about that move. It I, I get it. Lewis was as a fault, racer, but it was uh, in my eyes. I still believe it's a racing incident. No, oh, I know you believe it's a racing incident. <laughs> I will say this. And then this. the crazy thing is, you look at like how 60, that's, you look, you know what? I'm with that. But you look at how the whole season played out and Max when just- When you call them desperate? Yeah. And just the way that Max drove last year. Yeah, man. I mean, was, he hasn't changed though, right? Like he did the same thing. He was running people off in the track. And it's interesting to hear Lewis's comments, how he said- so you can battle at Cops Corner. and uh, You know, Charles and Charles and Lewis did it. They did it last year as well. They did this year and there's no accident. But Lewis backed out of that one. He didn't back out of the last one. So it's kind of a hard comment to swallow, but I don't know. And I have said that. Like, Lewis is being... Lewis is a very cautious driver. Yeah, I mean, we talked about what I rate his grade. When I watched a race yesterday and I look back on it, I do not like his moves at all. Like, when he gave Checo the inside to pass him, did he not think Checo was going to take the inside line? And then he got obviously behind him. And then when he when he went down the straight, Checo obviously closed him off and he had to slow down. And that's when Charles got ahead. So it's like, regardless of I'm not going to rate it greatest performance anymore, we've done that. He's just way too cautious. And I'd like to see Lewis be a little bit more aggressive. And I hope he is because, you know, you're no longer first. You're not the big dog anymore in terms of your team's not the best team. You're not fighting for number... You're not the number one car. You should be taking more risk. You need to like put... Max and Charles, like, yo, I have nothing to lose. You guys are ahead of me. You guys are the one that have more to lose than I do. I think that it's, it's also, there's a very fine line between being great and not being over, over the line when it comes to risk. I think Lewis sides on the cautionary side more, which is also a great attribute, but it can also be a negative attribute. But that's my when point, you look at though. George, George is very aggressive. Yeah, but, but the point is that Lewis needs to go a little bit more on the aggressive side. I don't want him to change his driving style, but when there's a move, you need to go for it because you have l less to lose than they do. Mercedes doesn't care if they finish third or second. They want to finish first. So if, try to go for first. And you know what? Max Verstappen, if he DNFs, well, at least he doesn't win. And Charles Leclerc wins. Right? Like, at, that's, that's what it is at the end of the day. It's, when their car is competitive with Red Bull, then I get it. But as of right now, why are you giving Checo the inside line so easily? Right? Yeah. That, that That's kind of my point. I'm not knocking loose as a driver. He's the he's the second greatest driver of all time, in my opinion. It is what it is. Um, but it's just, I want to see him be more aggressive. No different than I said, I want to see him kick George's ass. I want to see him be more aggressive. That's it. 100. So, um, a couple questions that I have for you is, I like, I this is my opinion, so I'm going to get yours. Like, I love when we have races back-to-back -back weeks. How do you feel about that? 
I do like it. Um, there's only the only issue with back-to-back races, in my opinion, is I don't we don't get to see car development. That's my only beef with it. Other than that, I love it. Because like Yeah, that's fair. You might get a little bit of car development, but it's not as much, if that makes sense. Like they might have been already working on a piece at the lab three weeks ago and it just became ready. But it typically like you don't feel like they get to go back into the, you know, Brackley or Milton Keynes and get to work on the car like as a team. You know what I mean? It just feels like it's go, go, go. But other than that, I'm really excited that we have a back-to-back. And then obviously we have a break the week after and then we go back-to-back again. And then the dreaded time of the year comes where we have no Formula One for like five weeks. Yeah. But also, I, what I love when we're back-to-back is someone like George who didn't get a chance to race last week. He doesn't have to wait now. Like he gets to jump back in the car this weekend, which is no, amazing. No, for sure. I think that, I mean, that's great. Like they talk about this in all, all sports. Like when you're a professional sport, because you play the sport more, it's like it's you have quick memory because you just get to jump right back into it. So I'm glad about that. I will say this. I don't feel like George feels like that eager because it wasn't a bad performance, if that makes sense. If George came out and stunk it up, then I feel like he'd feel like that. But obviously he got in an accident and, you know, he helped Joe. Um, and shout out to the Halo, man. I know we talked about the last podcast, but you know, everybody's I saw a bunch of reports on it and articles like, yo, the Halo that saved the F1 driver's life. It's like, who cares if it looks ugly, man? Safety first. Like, cause these guys are racing. I also read like That's what Otmar of- was saying. Otmar was like, I was a huge I was so against it. And he's like, now I'm so happy that we have it. Well, that's great to hear him admit that. So, like I, I spent a lot of time diving into Pierre Gasly and you know, obviously Antoine Antoine Hubert. And his death. So Sad. Like, RIP, I, I, I looked into the spa. I mean, I was reading all of Gazzy's tribute slash articles about it. And, like th- these guys are giving us entertainment at the highest level racing. So we want to make sure as like a community that it's as safe as possible. And it's never going to be 100% safe, right? That's just the reality. That's of the, the crazy thing about this sport is every sport has levels of risk and danger associated with life. Um, this is the highest. But F one, it's motor elevated. Racing. It's elevated. Yeah, motor racing. Any type of motor racing, you can die just being in the sport. You know, basketball, it's unlikely. It's like a heart condition, very rare. But one bad accident in, for, in any type of motorsport, and that's what happened. So I'm just glad. To think like that. Joe walked away from that, and he was and back in the fine. paddock, and he was back in the paddock an hour after, which is great. Not the accident, but the fact that he was able to watch the race within an hour. And Silverstone just shows is you. a. Silverstone is a suedo home race for him, right? He's been in Sheffield since he was, what, nine years old? So it is a little bit of a home race for him. Um, Did you but, see, yeah. like, the fan angle, who, the guy who was recording behind the fence? Yeah, I don't think it changed anything for me, though. Did it do anything for you? I felt that it was like, it didn't change anything for me. No, like, if you're, like, just being at a race and seeing the car come to you at that speed, like, I'd probably it's, it's run. phenomenal. Like, I'd probably run. <laughs> It could have gone through the catch fence, but obviously it didn't. But also they were saying with Joe, like because there was so much of a, a long runoff area and then it was absorbed by the the fence, there is very limited G-force because you're not going from zero, hey, from man. 100 to zero. That flip onto the ground and having your head drag with sparks? I don't know, bro. I feel no, like there's a lot of impact that. there. But they're saying like in a lot of accidents, you go from 100 to zero instantaneously and that's what- from like- Zero to like 30 to 60 to 80 to 100. Yeah, like obviously there's other aspects of his accident that are completely different when it comes to danger. But the biggest danger they say is always the gravity, the G-force. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say this. When I saw his 
his head rubbing against well his car and the sparks flying. I'm like, yo, crazy. That it looks like his helmet part. was touching the ground. Yeah, I mean that was the worst part for me. Like and I don't feel like the flip stuck. is that bad. I don't hate the flip. Like I could flip in a car. Like if I know the halo's there, like. I feel like the worst part would just be like all the sparks coming on you and you're sliding and you don't know what's happening. Once you flip into air, I don't know if it's as, to me personally. That's just to me. And personally. then, but then you're wedged in between the cash fence, hanging sideways, if, and you can't even get out. If I don't smell smoke or see smoke or smell gas, I'm okay. But we Bro, don't know. That's about the other thing. What he did. If there, were, like, you think about that. If there was a fire, it would have been. That's crazy, man. I think it if, took them a I, while to get them out the car. Well, I, I'm not. Uh, I I don't. I'm not scared of the fire in that instance because I think, uh, well, I am, but I think with Rome, uh, Roman Grosjean, like that type of thing, I think that it's right by the marshals and you might have fire extinguishers. I don't know. We probably shouldn't talk about it because I don't want to, like, I don't want to jinx anything for any other driver. But, yeah. but also, shout out to Anton Hubert. The fact Hubert, that, yeah, RIP, man. How about the, the damn protesters? Like, listen, if you're going to protest, do it safely. Yeah, I mean, they're just idiots. We can move on from Why would we give them airtime? They want yeah, us to give them crazy. airtime. Um, um, anyways. I, no, no, I got another on. thing for you. I'm not sure if you saw this. Leak schedule for next year. No Paul Ricard, no spa. Jesus. Um, I don't care about Paul Ricard. Oh, I, don't, I like Paul Ricard. I like Paul Ricard, actually. You know what? I raced on it the other day on F1, on the game. Paul Ricard's a fun mm. circuit, sir. But it, it, you, I, I understand... Um, why you wouldn't care because you haven't raced on it. But if you race on it, it's a fun circuit. It's got a long ass straight with a little bend. It's kind of technical. It's a fun it's, circuit. It's the next on. race after Austria. It's a fun race to race on. I'll put it at that. How I feel about Spa, I don't love it. I, I remember I've said on past, I get it if you get rid of Spa. My thing is Spa is a legendary track. It's been there for so many years. I, I, I did say I'd, I'd rather keep Zandvoort. I'd rather keep Zandvoort as well. I'm just trying to think from the F1 organizers. Bro, the first race in Spa was in 1950, fam. It's legendary. So my thing is, there's been a there's been a death at Spa. There's violent accidents there because of the racetrack. It rains all the, the time. The rain. It may just be make logistical sense. They also had a race canceled there last year, basically. Long so, straights, challenging fast corners, lots of inclines and declines. But the but biggest you, issue you is hear, the rain. You hear a lot of guys like. Pierre Gasly's favorite tr track was Spa up until uh, Antoine. Um, I think Mac, one of Max's favorite tracks is Spa. Like a lot of guys love racing at Spa, but it's, it's very dangerous and you can't do anything about it because the way the track's laid out with the hills and obviously the trees. So, you know, I'm okay with it. I prefer it if it's going to save another driver's life if there's an accident, but sucks because of all the rich history from Spa. It, it's the same thing as removing Silverstone in a way, not for the safety reasons, but for its historical context. I was just looking at pictures of it. And literally, when you look at Google images, almost every picture, there's rain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's Spa for you, right? But I'll tell you this. Spa is a pretty fun circuit to race on as well. Like, it, I, It's I extremely... It's a... what Like, you read it, and it just says, like, challenging, fast course. It, it's a fun... Like, listen... We're talk I'm talking about F122 on a friggin' wheel, like a F121 on a wheel. I, I I don't have any say like the drivers do, but it's pretty fun to race on on the on F12021. But yeah, ultimately, sucks historically. That's all I can say. It sucks historically. But it also Monaco's makes still there, way right, though, for right? yeah, Monaco's still there. So Spawn, Paul Ricardo missing. It makes way for these new tracks. Shout out to Las Vegas. Shout out to South Africa. Um, 
you know, I- I'm for it. Let's start the new chapter. I'm shocked they're not just adding another race the way F1 is. And they haven't pulled off Sochi. Mm. How do you feel about that? Yeah, um, I have no comment. I wish I got rid of Monaco instead, though. Like, Bro, if we uh, all know, uh, uh, like, as much as, like, I don't care. I don't care to see another Monaco Grand Prix. It was never happening. I think it will happen eventually. The thing is, cars are bigger and faster now. Like, evolution is part of it. Monaco is such a boring damn race. Like, quality I mean, it's, is great. It's Everything fun, else the sucks. the technical aspects. You don't have fun watching the drivers do the technical aspects and how they leave corners and how they enter them. No. Like, I, I appreciate that fest. part of the sport. There's well, no overtaking, I mean, bro. Yeah, I hear you. I, I enjoy the technical aspect of it, but regardless of that, cars have got bigger, all that different stuff, right? So it's like we have to evolve as time evolves, and that car just is, cars just don't fit that circuit anymore. Remember how small cars were before, and they're not as fast. Exactly. Everyone right? and a lot of the old heads are saying the cars are just too wide now. They need to go back to to being thinner. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they ever do that because obviously F one is where it's at. It's called evolution. But let's get back to the reason why we're here. The Austrian Red Bull Ring. Who is the driver that has a DNF? Is it Latif? He hasn't had a DNF in, I think, two races. Bro, he ain't having a DNF. <laughs> have some faith, brother. I have no faith in Latifi. So, who's your driver that gets in a DNF? Bro, I'm going to tell you right now. Charles Leclerc, DNF. Wow, okay. Um... Does Mercedes finish on a one-two this t- this race? No, but they have one a podium. podium. So third, okay. So let's get into the race. Those are just quick, some quick, fun questions, or we'll get into the, just the overall circuit. Do you expect Red Bull to be as dominant as they were last year on this track? Most definitely. I'm gonna go against it. I'm I'm gonna go on a limb and say for Mercedes is gonna be very competitive this tra- this track. I, yeah, I they think will I, be, but the no, Red Bull is going to be dangerous. Like, I'm talking about like Mercedes has a chance to win this race. I could be completely wrong, Damn. but I think Mercedes will have a chance to win. Um, any Anything else you want to highlight about the circuit before we get into our kind of predictions? Man, it is home of Red Bull. It's going to be crazy. Uh there's going to be a lot of orange in the stands. That's what I'm going to highlight. A lot of number ones and 33s. How, okay, that's Facts. a good question. Do we see more ones or 33 fan apparel? 33s, bro. 33s. There's there's Amen. how many years of 33, bro? I hear you, but they might all want to go buy number one, and that's why Max made a fortune. Nah. But let's, let's, let's get into some storylines. Does Mick Schumacher continue scoring points? Like he, like George Russell, once he got the monkey off his no, back, he no, he doesn't score this weekend. Does K Mag score any points? No. Okay, cool. We're gonna see uh, Haas reliability issues. Does Alfa Romeo b- jump back onto the you know seven eight? Oh, for sure. Valtteri's gonna score points. So you have Valtteri finish seven eight like he typically does. Mm-hmm. Does Joe bounce back from obviously a scary incident, or does that perfect his performance? I think um, when you have a crash like that, no matter what you say, it, it, it 100% affects you. I think he'll be fine, but he's going to be a little bit cautionary. So we, we can talk about like a driver that we recently talked about. And you brought it up. And I said, yeah, a little bit, but I don't know. Lando Norris, when he got into the accident at Spa, remember when his car spun Last out and year. it just went absolutely wild? In, it was in Quali, right? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was in quality. It felt like he had a couple of races where he was a little bit like not back to himself yet. I don't know if it's because he was injured from those Gs and you know, obviously like one thing I will say that we always underestimate is like Bro, when that, you get remember an accident, that like that accident was we, so aggressive. It was and bad, remember right? Seb? Remember Seb was on the radio saying we need a red flag this and then it happened and Seb lost it? Yeah, he's like, I told you so. I told you guys, I told you guys. But yeah, I'll he say this. Pulled up behind Lando and was it was it was dangerous, man. I'll say this to everybody, right? When you think about racing, when a guy gets in an accident, his body's not healed after one week. So, you know how K-Mag said he couldn't race properly because he couldn't move his neck? When Lando got in that accident, he definitely was feeling it. So, like, we got to stop. We got to look at the bigger picture, right? These athletes, these, these warriors, gladiators, these racers… If they get in an accident, I don't expect them to be back to 100% the next thing, the next week. Man, I'm telling you right now… Because your body's not like, 100%. I, I go kayaking and my body hurts. I'm not an athlete, but when you get in an accident like Joe did, you got to have a few bruises. Yeah, he's got to be. He he's got to have a sore neck, probably sore body. But I hope he bounces back. I'm gonna go on a limb and I'm gonna pick him as my dragger of the week. Actually, we can't. He didn't DN, DNF, so we can't pick George. We can't pick anybody. But we'll get the draggers after. Um, last storyline is: Does Danny Rick bounce back? No. Holy shit, you have no faith in Danny. I'm going to say Danny bounces back this weekend. I'm going to show no some way. faith into Danny. He's my dragger of the week. I'm picking Danny. I'm doubling down on Danny Ricardo. By the way, you remember how I sent you that commercial of Danny mm -hmm. Rick on the… You know it's not even him. It's a so stunt he, driver or stunt? He's there in the bar. It is him. Sorry. He's there at the bar. You can tell it's him. And then the face is like photoshopped on or digitally animated. Ridiculous Heineken. Ridiculous Heineken. Um… You have any any storylines you want to ask me quickly before we get to our predictions? Nah, let's let's jump into the predictions. All right, it's not Silverstone, so we won't go from one to ten. I will get your qualifying. Who makes it to the top five in Q three? Top five in Q three: Lewis, George. Oh no, I'm saying in order, bro. Oh, in order. Okay. In order. In order. Max, Lewis, Charles. Checo, Carlos. Oh, you don't have George anymore. Okay. I have… You ready for it? I got Lewis Hamilton starting on pole for the Holy. sprint. It's a sprint race too. We forgot, right? Oh my god. We totally forgot about that. It's a sprint race. Yes. It's great. Another sprint race. We're excited for that too. Forgot to mention. I got Lewis starting from pole for the sprint, sprint race. Here's my reason why, okay? Who always looks strong on Friday? Lewis. Mercedes. So I got jo Max, uh, sorry, Lewis one, Max two, George, uh, sorry, Charles three, George fourth, and Shekel fifth. But I do have a surprise from Mercedes. I can, this is, and then give me your sprint prediction. Ooh, should, give, should we give the sprint prediction? No, right we're going to do that. Our, we should do that after this. We we'll do that after. Give us, we'll do it obviously like we do every single weekend, our early race winners, for top three for our race, our podium. Max, Lewis, Carlos. I'm riding out. I got Lewis, Max, Charles. And that's it for us. We appreciate whoever's made it this far. Shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you guys Friday because of sprint, of the qualifying, which we're not used to. We usually see you guys on uh, Saturday. So we'll see you guys Friday. Thank you guys so much for tapping in. Peace. Peace. Peace.